Welcome back to Plymouth White Marsh High School. We're now ready for football. Bob Long, Tyler Kern, and Christian James alongside live from Plymouth White Marsh High School. Your broadcast team here for the Philadelphia Catholic League matchup between these two foes. It's actually a PIAA District 12 game, Tyler. And uh, the PIAA having the, the rights to these games allowed us to do a radio broadcast. So... Back to our roots, doing the radio only, and we're really excited. Tyler, you're going to be very descriptive, as I know you always are. Christian's going to help us out in a magnificent way and push us over the edge here, and we're excited to be here as LaSalle will return the opening kick. I think we're in for a big night, Bob. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how LaSalle and Roman come out. You know, I think uh, Roman has a lot to prove coming into this game, and LaSalle really has to set the tone for this playoff. The two running backs for the Explorers, Octavius Carter and Manny Kielis, back deep to return for the Explorers. A short kick coming up to get it at the 13-yard line is Kielis up to the 20, 25. Hit at the 30 and dropped there, and the Explorer offense will come onto the field. Led by the quarterback number 16, senior Danny Selecki. We touched in the pregame on the Dunphy Ford pregame show, Tyler, about Danny Selecki and how he has come in. He was replacing Isaiah Jones after Jones got hurt in the second game of the regular season. Did an admirable job, throw for over 300 yards against Malvern Prep and really secured that quarterback position. Isaiah Jones now back healthy. We're going to see a lot of him out of the backfield and in the secondary as well. LaSalle's team stronger for it. Yeah, it's incredible to see what kind of impact Isaiah Jones has on the field. I only was able to see him for one game, but when he made play, he was a playmaker. He, he really made big plays. And a whistle as Octavius Carter came in motion. A delay of game against the Explorers on the very first play of the game before the first play was even snapped. That is not how you want to start out the game. So they'll, they'll bring it back now to the 26-yard line. First and 15, Tyler. Those mental mistakes can start compounding. They, they really have to uh, get on the ball and uh, avoid any costly penalties in the long run. First and 15, selecting the shotgun, Octavius Carter in motion. They fake the give. Slipping out as Burnham into the flat, and a good tackle there. Big play by number 28, Marquise Cooper. We'll see him out of the backfield as well for the Cahillites. Gain of two. Cooper had that play right from the beginning. He made a, he made a great coverage and uh, followed it up with a uh, solid tackle. Second down and 13, clock ticks, 11.35 to play. LaSalle moving from left to right. Little pistol formation here as Carter stands directly behind Danny Selecki. Two receivers to the far side. Ball's on the near hash. Here's the give right up the middle. Octavius Carter isn't touched to the 40 to the 45. Ball comes loose. The ball is loose. And the Cahillites, they can't fall on it. Now a scrum for it. And the Cahillites have it. Motoring down the field to the 45-yard line just shy of midfield. Roman Catholic, they whiffed on the first opportunity to pick the ball up. But on the second time, picked it up and started heading LaSalle's way. So a big turnover there for the Explorers. Just like I was talking about, Bob, compound mistakes. That delay of game doesn't seem to uh, affect the game too much, but it's really easy to continue making mistakes, and that is a costly costly play for the Explorers. Now we're going to see Jeffrey Grasso, who's thrown the ball 150 times, completed 70 of them for 757 yards and a touchdown this year. 
They come out in the eye formation on the far hash. Here's the give up the middle. No room there. Right at the line of scrimmage. Tackled by the Explorers, and that was number 28, Marquise Cooper. We saw last week LaSalle, at least at the beginning of the LaSalle-Wood game, had a very stout defensive line, especially up the middle. They kept peoples at bay, at least for the first half of the football game. Across the front four for the Explorers, Hirschman, Kuznetsov, Garrett Zobel, number 77, and Chris Maloney at the three technique. Single back formation, two receivers to the near side. Grasso drops straight back. Grasso is hit and dropped. Three explorers in there. Kitsnetsov, Zobel, and Hirschman all in on the sack. Dropping them back to the 39-yard line will be third and 16. There was just a sea of blue there. <laughs> Great team effort by LaSalle's defensive front. Tyler, you're, you're on the offensive and played some defensive line as well. You know how it is. LaSalle just outsizes Roman Catholic, and that's half the battle. Especially on the high school level. Size is, can be a huge difference maker. So now LaSalle goes to the single safety look. That's Sean Daly. Single back set. Grasso drops straight back and hands off on a delay. Some room. And he's hit just shy of midfield. That's a gain of eight, but it'll be well short of a first down. Once again, Marquise Cooper on the carry. Fourth down for the Cahillites. That's exactly what you want to do on those third and longs. You want to bend but not break. And uh, LaSalle did a good job of uh, preventing Roman from getting a first down. Um, so it looks like that turnover didn't cost the Explorers too much. Ryan Flaherty, the sophomore punter, in to kick it deep. Troy Holland is the lone man deep for the Explorers' heels on the 18. Flaherty. Gets it off the side of his foot. This will be short. Drops at the 36. Takes a good Roman Catholic hop across the 30 and down to the 29-yard line. And that's where LaSalle will start on offense for their second offensive drive of the game. Tyler, you said it, though. The defense was put in a semi-tough spot. Pretty good field position at your own 45 if you're the Cahillites. But the defense able to go three and out. Yeah, great great, uh, great way for uh, the Explorers defense to step up there and make three solid plays. So now Danny Selecki back onto the field and our first setting of Isaiah Jones. He'll be alongside Selecki in the backfield. He's definitely uh, one of the players you want to keep an eye on. One receiver to each end. Handoff inside to Isaiah Jones. Jones moves the pile forward for a gain of five. Up to the 34-yard line, second and five. 8.54 to play, still scoreless here in the first. I like that play call. First down, you want to try to get as many yards as you can to make that second and third down much easier. And, uh, you know, great run right up the gut. Big thanks once again to the folks at the PIAA who own the rights to these games and allowed us to do a radio broadcast to get our student Christian James involved. He's hard at work tweeting away and... Uh, marking down all the, the big and charting all the big plays. We'll hear from him in half. The give inside, Isaiah Jones gets another four before being dropped at the 38-yard line. It'll be third and one. LaSalle moving from left to right, needing to get to just shy of the 40-yard line for a first down. It's critical for LaSalle to establish this run game, especially in the first quarter, in order to uh, set the tone for the rest of the game. 8.02 on the clock, clock running. Same play again to Jones. Continues to muscle, might have gotten it on the second effort and did up to the line, the 40-yard line, and good enough for a first. 
I didn't think he had it at first there, but that second effort was impressive. Able to give him that first down, that's, that's super important to get the uh, flow of the game. And they'll get the big man off the field after three hard-earned runs. In fact, Liam Trainers, he comes to the sideline rubbing off the, a chip that was coming off the top of the helmet. He was getting dirty. <laughs> we always prided ourselves on uh, damage to our helmets. Manny Kielis gets the give, and Roman Catholic has it strung out, avoiding some tackles. We'll get back to the line of scrimmage as he approaches the far end. But that time, Tyler, he was met in the backfield, so had to go east-west, and Roman Catholic's athletic linebackers able to get there and stop him. That was a heck of an effort just to get back to the line of scrimmage there. Long drawn out play, but great effort. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the blocking wasn't there and uh, we looked at no gain. We're ticking under seven minutes to play in a scoreless first quarter. LaSalle with the ball for the second time. Bob Long, Tyler Curran, Christian James here alongside. Second and 10 from the 40. Right there, right there, Selecki being chased, fires it out of bounds. It does get past the line of scrimmage. Selecki was hit after the play, and a good catch on the track by one of the managers for LaSalle. But Tyler, most importantly, now third and ten, and Roman Catholic with two really good plays there, getting into the backfield both times, one on a run and one on that time a scramble from Selecki. Yeah, these third and longs were brutal last game. Uh, LaSalle really needs to capitalize. The first down mark is right at the 50. Three receivers to the near side, balls on the far hash. Selecki takes the snap, drops straight back, steps up in the pocket, throws across his body over the top and over the head of Marvin Harrison Jr., who got hit hard as the ball passed him by. Fourth down. There was just a little too much pressure on Selecki there. The, uh, the pass was open, but he, he was hit as he was thrown, and uh, great defensive stop by Roman. So now fourth down, LaSalle has to make a decision. The offense slow getting off the field, and there is an explorer hurt on the other side of the field, so that'll be why. Karish has made his way onto the field now. We don't have a number on the injured player on the far side. Is that a LaSalle player? It does look like a LaSalle player, and I don't see Selecki, so it could yeah, be Selecki down. He went down awkwardly. He was hit hard. He was throwing across his body, Man. Tyler. And that, that uh, has all the makings of a bad injury, possibly collarbone. If he landed on it. Yeah, there. certainly. You don't want to speculate. You hope that yeah. he's okay. But there are multiple yeah. trainers over there, Tyler, yeah. right now. It is, it is very concerning. You, you never want to see these kind of injuries, especially the high school level. Over there with him. Hopefully he just got the wind knocked out of him. That's certainly the hope. Two of the captains over there with Selecki, Liam Trainer and Danny Kitsnetsov. They get him up, and he does appear to be under his own power. Walking a little gingerly, so perhaps something in the lower body area, to use a hockey term, a lower body injury. <laughs> but uh, you hope that Selecki is okay. We mentioned gingerly walking off the field. So now Daniel Karish will punt it deep. I don't see him favoring one leg over the other. He just, I'm not really uh, sure. Hopefully he's okay, though. Um, be interesting to see uh, what they're going to do in the quarterback situation. 
Now Daniel Karras set to kick. The return man exceptionally deep. Karras, his heels at the 25. The returner's heels at the 15. We'll see where this one lands. Karras boots it, and that'll land at the 36-yard line, take a good LaSalle hop. The returner had never had a chance, so LaSalle the beneficiary of a 15-yard roll. And Roman Catholic will be on the field for their second offensive possession in a scoreless affair. Six minutes, 31 seconds to play in the first quarter in this portion of today's game, brought to you by our good friends at Dunphy Ford. The guys that keep this going all year long, Tyler, they're very supportive of LaSalle, very supportive of our students like Christian and Jason who have helped us out all year long and a big part of the reason that we're on the air. And a great LaSalle man in Kevin Dunphy uh, able to, to procure us and allow us to do this. So go visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue or DunphyFord.com. Now the first play for Roman Catholic. They hand off to Cooper, running him down. Austin Lemke in there on the stop. Incredible job by Austin Lemke setting the edge there. Um, there, there was no uh, no chance that sweep was going to work out. He uh, read it very well, and he was there to make the tackle. That's a loss of five. Second down and 15. 6.06 to play. Clock ticks here in a scoreless first quarter. Roman Catholic dressed in white with the purple plant pants and the gold helmets moving from right to left. Grasso in the shotgun. Drops way back there. Setting up a screen. Good catch there. Caught the ball, but for a loss of four yards as skidding to the ground, number 10, Malik Griffin, the sophomore. Yeah, I think it was pretty obvious out of the screen there. There was three uh, LaSalle defensive linemen in the backfield there and uh, one Roman quarterback. Uh, fortunately for Roman, it was for a loss. Um, that's almost kind of one you want to throw in the dirt. Third and 19 now from the 14-yard line. They're going to open it up wide, empty backfield. Grasso in the shotgun, two to the near side, ball on the far hash, five on the play clock, takes the snap, drops back, scrambles, has room, but then runs out of time. Danny gets Netsoff. Fumble there. And the ball's on the ground. LaSalle recovered the football. Grasso hit hard, dropped to the turf, dropped the ball before that left knee hit Tyler, and LaSalle able to get on top of it. Bob, the most impressive thing I saw there was LaSalle had a three-man front, three three guys with their hands in the dirt, and they had incredible pressure. Again, like you said, that size makes a huge difference, especially for these linemen. Might have been Brennan Daly in there on the pickup. Tough to see from this side of the field, but congratulations going Daly's way as he came off the field. Great defensive showing by uh, LaSalle's defensive front there. So with the quick turnover, Isaiah Jones comes onto the field at quarterback, fakes the give, up the middle he goes, run through one tackler to the goal line, and down at the one. The ball came loose, but after he fell to the turf. So back to the college RPO style that we saw to start the year for LaSalle. He ran hard there. That was a hard run. He looked like a running back back there. Uh, that was a uh, Impressive play by Isaiah Jones. I, uh, the Danny Selecki, the starting quarterback tonight, being looked at on the trainer's table. It's Isaiah Jones' offense right now. Goes under center in an eye formation. Marvin Harrison in motion. Five on the play clock. The give. Inside handoff. Burnham. Touchdown. 
the handoff to the fullback, running downhill, and the Explorers are on the board. It's 6-0 with 4.31 to play. Only two plays out there, but Isaiah Jones looked incredibly confident. He uh, led that offense to a <laughs> very dominant touchdown, I would say, for lack of a better term. Two plays, 10 yards, and a touchdown. Joey Burnham gets the score. Karish's kick is up, and it is good. Karish has a boot, man. He does, and he drilled it through the uprights. 7-0 the score, 4.31 to play here in the first quarter. Isaiah Jones with the nine-yard run. Burnham with the one-yard crash for the touchdown. And the Explorers, who for the first couple drives didn't really have it figured out offensively. Yeah, LaSalle's defense was, were able to give uh, the uh, offensive momentum by giving them... Joey Burnham. <laughs> great field position. Yes, indeed they did. And that's a big key here, and especially at the, the high school level here as LaSalle found their way into the end zone. And, you know, a little bit of confidence, a little bit of momentum will do a lot of things for you. So now Roman Catholic bowed on back onto the field. They try to answer... It looks like the Roman Catholic players, well, they're standing about as close as they were to Karish when he was punting from the 25. Now he's going to kick off from the 40. And I wouldn't be surprised if this one goes flying over their heads. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're doing on the, uh, basically the 13, the 12. Yep, they're backing up to the 12 now. A little bit of wind here tonight could certainly affect it. Karish approaches. And that does chase them back to the five-yard line. Caught there by Marquise Cooper. Comes east to west. Looks for a block and gets one at the 15, up to the 25, and taken out of bounds there. Oh, I saw some, uh, some blocking in the uh, back possibly over there. Some of the hands went straight up, and we uh, talked about last week how that's usually a telltale sign. <laughs> it looked like number six for LaSalle, Charles Roten, had a very good shot to tackle him, and all of a sudden he was behind him. Uh, no, but uh, how's that happen? I don't know, but it, it was a solid return by Roman there. They, it was, uh, and the, it's a good start for them, especially uh, returning from the five-yard line. Essentially, after being backpedaled from the twelve, got all the way across the field for a, a nice gain. I formation, Grasso under center. Here's the give. No room there. Colin Hirschman, right at the line of scrimmage, takes down Marquise Cooper. So far, great that time Malik Griffin actually taking it. His 46th carry of the year. My apologies, Tyler. That's okay, Bob. I'll forgive you for that one. Thank you. Everybody gets one. Uh, but it. as I was saying, uh, you know, games are won, lost in the trenches, and right now LaSalle's defensive line is looking stout. Back to Malik Griffin taking his 46th carry from scrimmage this year. He's their do-everything guy. He's also leading the team in receptions with 24. This is a pitch to Griffin this time, coming to the near side and drilled there. Austin Lemke, two yards behind the line, will set up third and 12. Looked like for a second there he was about to juke out Isaiah Jones, and then Austin Lemke just came out of nowhere and delivered the hit. That was a big-time hit from Austin Lemke, the middle linebacker. Heard the pop from up here. Third and 12. Another third and long situation. 
I'm uh, interested to see what kind of player Roman comes out with, especially with uh, the defensive line penetration that uh, LaSalle's been getting. Clock ticks under three minutes, ten seconds to play in the first quarter. Seven nothing Explorer. Single back set. And they got perhaps no a movement on Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic went to a hard count. One of the one technique guys for LaSalle looked like they might have flinched. Did not get across the neutral zone per the referee. And but it did cause the false start, Tyler. So back to third and seventeen. It was from third and long to third and very long, Bob. <laughs> Third in the zip code. <laughs> Not too many uh, plays in any coach's playbook for a third and 17. You don't have those ready to go, Tyler? Not me. Third down, 17, 243 to play. Single back set. And again, they do the draw. That's not going anywhere. Malik Griffin started backpedaling when he saw Kylan Hirschman in the backfield. Big loss there as Chris Maloney was in there as well. So now it's fourth and two zip codes. <laughs> From here to Roxborough, Tyler. <laughs> Once again, it'll be Ryan Flaherty to kick it deep. Troy Holland has his heels planted at the Cahill 47-yard line. So LaSalle looking to get great field position here with 2.05 and counting here in the first quarter. A 7-0 lead for the home explorers. Flaherty goes down and gets a low punt. And it was nearly blocked. Yes, now it is. Colin Hirschman got the block, the pickup, and the score for the explorers. <laughs> That's a play. I, I, I'm not sure there looked like a miscommunication on the snap there. And he looked like the punter looked like he was uh, trying to run it and decided to go for the punt, and it was blocked. Devin Smith ended up coming up with it. Hirschman almost came up with it, kind of kicked it forward further into the end zone, and it was Smith that came down on it eventually. Kitznetsov would have gotten the block if Flaherty had punted the ball. He realized that he was right on top of him, so tucked it. Ran a few yards to his right, tried to get rid of it. That time it was Hirschman that came to him. Just no blocking up front, and LaSalle gets the score. LaSalle looking great on all three phases so far. Karish's kick is up and good. 148 to play, first quarter. LaSalle, 14, Roman Catholic, nothing. Now, one thing for you, Tyler. I didn't bring it up at the time because we were in – the middle of the play call and there was still so much going on in the field <laughs> i thought flaherty might have gone down and put a knee on the ground when he was trying to field that short hop at which point there's no down by contact quote unquote once your knee hits you're down in high school that could have been a safety it could have been i, I definitely saw that uh, as that play was a. Uh playing out for lack of a better term I could have sworn that would be a safety and I was very surprised he got that punt off uh, it was hard to see from the angle up here where his knee exactly was uh, I'm sure the explorers are not complaining though <laughs> I think they would take seven points over two absolutely and in the scintillating fashion that it came getting the student section fired up here at Plymouth White Marsh High School would be the last time that, and it certainly will win or lose be the last time that they suited up here in this facility really? for the season. Yes, sir. Yep, next week's game against the winner of St. Joe's Prep and Father Judge would likely be at Northeast High School. That sounds about right. I, th I thought you meant forever at first, and then you added oh. season. I was like, oh. I'm about to been... drop some serious knowledge on you. <laughs> 
think Bob knows something that we do not know. You heard it here first. <laughs> Karish set to kick it deep. Marquise Cooper back deep to receive along with Malik Griffin. You can see that the returners are a little further back this time. And it will be Cooper again fielding at the 9 up to the 15. Goes east-west, makes one miss, now another, but only gets out to the 20. And it was Brendan Daly wrapping up at the 20-yard line. Special teams, uh, it's a huge part of the game, and South Special Teams has kind of shown up. It's got the uh, Explorer seven points and has been pretty solid on uh, punts and uh, uh, kickoff returns. A minute 40 to play first quarter. Bob Long, Tyler Kern, Christian James here alongside. A radio broadcast back to our roots, as I keep saying, back Tyler. It's really great. I, I love getting out here and doing some old school radio. So thanks again to those at the PIAA for allowing us to do this here tonight. Handoff to the big fullback and met at the line by Austin Lemke. Didn't let him get forward at all. Big time tackle there. Roman's offense just can't seem to get anything going currently. Um, their defense looked uh, ra rather good in the beginning, but uh, their offense still hasn't gotten to click yet. A minute 13 to play. First quarter. Beautiful Friday night, Bob. It is indeed. Just a fullback look. Kitsnetsov into the backfield and taking down the quarterback, Jeffrey Grasso. That's a huge sack, Tyler. Loss of 11 yards, third down and 21. Yeah, that's, uh, again, great penetration from South's defensive line. They're not giving Rowan's offense a chance. 32 seconds and counting here in the first quarter. They will need to get a playoff. Play clock now down to 21. Six-second difference. Third down, 21 yards. They need the 30 for a first down. Oh, they nearly botched the give. Thankful that they even were able to maintain possession as Grasso ran into the fullback for whom he was trying to give the football. Ended up being no gain, and it'll be fourth down and long as we tick down to two seconds, now one. And that's the end of the first quarter here from Plymouth White Marsh. You're listening to LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports. Bob Long, Tyler Kern, Christian James, our crew on site. Christian James, class of 2020. Charting all the plays down and getting a first quarter update up on Twitter at Bob Long Sports and at LaSalle underscore sports. So check us out that way. Why uh, we're paying Christian the big bucks over here? He's uh, right. doing a great job, and uh, he's a very valuable asset to the team. Absolutely, he's we, got a big grin on his face right now. It's, it's the thing we love most about this is is getting students out here to do this and, and have the experiences. It's, it really is. It's the reason we do this, Tyler. So it's great to be uh, here with you, Christian. I want to get your thoughts on the first quarter itself. <laughs> Very dominant uh, first quarter by LaSalle. Uh, like I said, all three phases there. LaSalle's offense uh, kind of sputtered in the beginning, uh, but when their defense gave them that gift at the 20-yard line, uh, you know, Isaiah Jones led that offense handedly in two plays for a touchdown. Uh, you know, special teams sometimes underrated, but 
came up with huge uh, touchdown as well. Great block and fantastic recovery for a touchdown. Uh, I think LaSalle right now is winning this game in all three phases. Worth noting as well, uh, Selecki has a sweatshirt on at the moment. Uh, it does not appear to be in pain, but is on the trainer's table. And you know, at this point, um, no matter what they're they're going to try to do next week, it may not make sense to to bring him in at this point if he is hurting. Now another punt. This one looks a little better. It may hit a LaSalle Explorer, landed just high of number six, Charles Roden, and came to a rest at the 40-yard line. So LaSalle now back into Cahillite territory for the third straight possession here. And uh, the offense is back on the field led by Isaiah Jones. I am very interested to see how Jones uh, leads this offense with a, uh, you know, instead of 20 yards, 40 yards. Uh, interesting to see the play calls. Uh, I'm not familiar with Isaiah Jones' throwing ability. Uh, I, I'm sure you are from the beginning of the season. Really, he didn't throw that much. Threw five times at McDonough, threw 18 times at North Penn, and that's it. I mean, that that is it. Unfortunately, his year was cut very short from the quarterback position. But this is a little Carl, a joke RPO. He keeps it to the 40-yard line, dragging defenders. Is hit late out of bounds. Not called. It was a gain of four. It'll be second and six. He's a hard runner. Wow. Looked like he was going to be tackled for a loss and showed a little stiff arm, fought tooth and nail for four-yard gain. He's a, seems more of a running back leading the offense right now than a quarterback. And uh, But, I mean, that's all you can ask for in a quarterback, someone lead the offense. And uh, Jones has stepped in and executed perfectly thus far. Second down and six. Ball at the Roman Catholic 36. They need a 30-yard line for the first down. Jet sweep to Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison, a great cut up the field. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Taken down at the three-yard line after a big gash for 33 yards from the freshman Marvin Harrison Jr. Second there, I thought Jones was going to keep it, and I thought he had open field, but I think he made the right choice there. <laughs> yes, he did, and great patience from Marvin Harrison Jr. as well, getting to the edge, seeing that seam, and then picking the right time to put that right foot in the ground and head upfield. Difference between a good and a great running back is uh, letting, uh, giving the time to let the blocks develop up front, and uh, he did a great job. And you're right about that. That is the difference between a good and a great running back. That's a freshman wide receiver out there. Pretty impressive. Uh, I guess same uh, same rule applies there. <laughs> I formation. Here's the toss sweep. Manny Keyless going to the end zone. Touchdown. Untouched to the house. It's 20 to nothing, 11.31 to play in the second quarter on the three-yard scamper from Manny Keyless. Great job by Jerry Burnham getting downfield and making the block. Didn't give uh, the Roman defender a chance. Yeah, you're exactly right. It was Miles Jowers in there, the cornerback that would have been the one that needed to make the tackle. He did not want any part of it. Yeah, I don't think he was within five yards of uh, <laughs> the score there. Karish set to tackle on the extra point. That kick is up and is good. 11.31 to play, second quarter. LaSalle has taken off here. Three straight scores on truly their last two possessions. It was a special teams touchdown on the blocked punt by Colin Hirschman and the recovery by Devin Smith. This time, Manny Keyless with the three-yard scamper after the 33-yard gash to the three-yard line by Marvin Harrison, Jr. Uh, 
This looks like a football team. They are playing as a team and executing very well right now, from both up front and every phase of the game, like I was saying earlier. Uh, you know, impressive outing by LaSalle thus far. This is a very uh, different uh, game than when we played Roman back in 2011 for the PCL. That was a, t a tight, defensively fought game. I think a final score is 16-6, and it's just 30 or 29 seconds into the second quarter. It's already 21-0. It's, it's true, and even last year, 17-16, LaSalle with that wild end-of-game sequence that saw three field goal attempts, penalties going both ways in the final few minutes, uh, the final few seconds of the game, actually, and it was Mike Wells that finally hit that third one and won the game, walking off for the Explorers, 17-16. That's exciting. It was a little nerve-wracking for, we actually had Chris Yastrzemski calling that game on the radio. He did a great job of bringing that action to the LaSalle faithful. That Daniel Karras uses the wind and boots it into the night over the back line of the end zone. Man, oh man. I don't think uh, <laughs> there was anywhere for those Roman returners to back up. We were talking about uh, how, <laughs> how uh, close they seem to be standing, but... They could have been, <laughs> had their heels to the back of the end zone, and they couldn't, I don't think they could have made that catch. So now out to the 20-yard line on the touchback, the emphatic touchback after the deep kick from Daniel Karish. Here comes Jeffrey Grasso to run the offense. Marquise Cooper alongside him in the shotgun, two receivers to each side. Grasso looks for the screen, flips it out wide to Griffin. Griffin runs into two explorers and will lose a yard. That screen just seemed to take too long to develop. It was read very well by LaSalle's defense. I think there were three guys on that receiver. These guys are just getting after it. After the football, Danny Kitznetsov and Liam Trainer in there on the stop. I consider myself very defensively minded, and this is a very exciting game for me. I, I like seeing a dominant defense, and that's uh, what LaSalle has shown. That was your position, Craig. I mean, I know you did some on both sides, but you were a starting uh, three technique yeah. in your senior year, right? Yes, I was. Yep. Started behind some, or uh, got to learn behind some great defensive ends at my time there. Here's the inside handoff. Good run there. Cooper almost gets to the first down, pulled down by the safety for the Explorers. Ten thirty-six to play. And it might have been uh, Sean Daly is the one that. Got the hand on him. I think it was Owen Pagini that pulled him down. That was a great tackle by Daly, but a very solid run by Roman. Roman <laughs> needs to get some momentum going. And they do. They get the first down on the quarterback sneak from number two, number two Jeffrey Grasso. First down, Roman Catholic. It may be their first of the game time. Yeah, Roman ran a no huddle there and went real quick. Uh, kind of caught LaSalle on their heels, it seemed. Now first down and 10. Roman Catholic at their own 31-yard line. They need the 41 to move the sticks. 10 minutes, 5 seconds to play. The Cahillites dressed in white, moving from left to right. LaSalle with four on the defensive line. Two linebackers in there. Handoff. Cooper bounces to the outside. Cooper hit, but not after a gain of four yards. So that now starting to have a little bit of normalcy. Cooper loses his helmet on the play. But a little bit of normalcy for the Roman Catholic offense. Started to get time running here. Not that that's on their side, but 
uh, just starting to move the football. Yeah, plenty of football left to play here, though. Um, Roman definitely needs all the momentum they can get as of right now, and uh, they are executing offensively for the first time this game. Nine minutes, 35 seconds to play. Clock ticks here in the second quarter, a 21-0 lead for LaSalle. Two in the slot, two on the outside. One back in the backfield. Here's the toss sweep to Malik Griffin. Griffin taken down. Number 33, Brennan Daly, a loss of five yards. It'll be third down and 11. Brandon Daly was running with a purpose there. He, he looked like a bullet. And number 10, Malik Griffin, coming up a little bit gimpy there. Went down awkwardly as he couldn't outrun the athletic linebacker, Brandon Daly. That was a football player right there. He, he ran with purpose and made a great tackle. Between Brennan Daly and Liam Trainer, these uh, and Austin Lemke, of course, who's been the starting middle linebacker for the last two years, the the core at linebacker is just on another level for this team. Which is vital for any defense. I consider the linebackers to be almost the quarterback of the defense too. Crossing pattern, good catch, but a little bit short. T.J. Fitzpatrick, the junior, the 5'7", 170-pound wide receiver, made the play, a gain of seven. It'll be fourth and three. like they're bringing out the punting team. Yeah, it's a tough one here. 8-12 to play. Clock ticks here. and just, just You want to stay, stay in the game, too. but, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you give it away here, you give away any bit of momentum you might have. I, I agree. Uh, maybe even the opposite. You might. <laughs> you definitely give LaSalle the edge there. Oh, no. Almost another punt. A low screamer that bounces down inside the 30-yard line or right to that line. But, boy, that ball did not get above the helmet of Danny Kiznetsov as he runs off the field. That was a line shot that was like a seeing-eye single. That, that might have been touched a bit there. It might have been a little uh, skim. I, I couldn't tell for sure, but that ball flew very oddly. But a low trajectory. <laughs> it's a Tiger Woods stinger, as they say, with yeah. a low ball flight to cut through the wind. Hey, listen, the wind is blowing at you that way, so yeah. it probably got more yards than they otherwise would have. Yeah, windy night, as you said, Bob. We, we are certainly feeling it up in the booth. Yeah, just don't think that's the way that was drawn up, even with all that said. Here's the jet sweep. Octavius Carter gets it, almost lost it. Good move to the outside. Jukes up to the 40-yard line. And marked out right at the 40-yard line, gain of nine. It'll be second and one. Very uh, solid run there. LaSalle coming out swinging on their... Uh, uh, first uh, first down there on their offensive possession. I think they've found something here with these jet sweeps as well. Spread this defense out. You know, they got some bigger blockers, but really some athletic guards, guys that can pull. And here's a flag that comes down. Should be a false start, and indeed it is against the Explorers. So it'll be second down and six. Yeah, mental mistakes. Penalties can be very costly. Uh, High school level, it's very hard to, you know, have a. I don't know if they had a hard count there, if there was just movement, but uh, it's mentally taxing on everyone on the offense. I remember sometimes you'd get the call for hiking on two, and you'd be questioning yourself the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you would just wait for your, your uh, next proximal offensive lineman to make the first move. That's great when everybody's doing that, huh? <laughs> Here's Isaiah Jones, throws out oh. to the flat, wide open there. Good play up to the 50 to the 45. 
and run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. Number eight, Sean Duffy, the tight end, makes the play. Zay Jones looks good. He looks like he's having fun out there. He's seems to be an athletic freak. He is. <laughs> that he is. He's a tremendous, tremendous athlete. I think I've seen him play safety, yeah. running back, and now quarterback. And I'm he sure, can do it all. Yeah, I'm sure he's gotten around even more. Joey Burnham up the middle. Good run there. Another 12 yards and a first down in between the tackles. I don't have anything to say about that play. Just a great push by the offensive front. LaSalle and, uh, you know, great second effort by Joey Burnham pushing through for the uh, first down. Seven minutes, 19 seconds to play in the second quarter. It's 21-0 LaSalle moving the ball into Cahillite territory. Ball at the 30-yard line and on the far hash. There's two receivers to the near side here. Octavius Carter gets the give. Octavius Carter is met four yards from the line and churns forward for another three. Gain of seven up the middle. If it ain't broke, why fix it? <laughs> They're sticking with their running game and getting large gains each and every run. Second down and three. Once again, appreciate everybody joining us here on the radio. So our radio feed is live on Ustream. It's an EXPN production. Bob Long, Tyler Kern, the 2020 graduating class. He doesn't want to think about that. But Christian James from 2020 class here at LaSalle. Jet sweep to Octavius Carter. Carter, it's strung out extremely well by the Cahillites. It will be a gain of two, but short of the marker. I think the KD lights might be uh, getting the hang of these jet sweeps a little bit. Um, you know, good defensive stop, making LaSalle make a, a big play here on third down. Well, really, that play, the, the three technique on the right side, able to get a little bit of push against the left tackle for LaSalle, and the tight end out there, Duffy, forces uh, Carter to go a little bit north, gives the linebackers time to get outside and make the play. Very important by any defensive end to set the edge there, especially on those jet sweeps. Third and one, Burnham with the give, rumbles forward for our first down and a gain of six yards. He got a little bit of air there. He did. <laughs> air Jordan in there, number four. I'm not sure how Jones uh, squeaked that handoff in. <laughs> You're right. It was a low snap to the far side. He whipped it across, and Burnham able to corral it and yeah, motor forward. Burnham was well past Jones on that handoff, but yeah. Uh, like I said, got explosive run through the line. It's like running to catch a train, right? Yeah, I think we've all been there. Here's the fake on the jet sweep. Isaiah Jones throws across the middle. Sean Duffy almost makes the diving play near the eye in the Colonials end zone. Doe for it. Really one that Isaiah Jones is going to be kicking himself for. He's got to make that throw. Duffy with a heck of an effort. Great play by uh, senior offensive lineman uh, number 77, uh, Garrett, Garrett Zobel. Yes, Sorry, phenomenal. I'm getting the hang of these names still, Bob. But, That's uh, all right. No, no he uh, recognized uh, defenders and uh, gave Isaiah Jones a little more time to get that throw off, and that was a catchable ball. A diving book catch, but a catch. Three wide rec receivers here. Isaiah Jones pulls the RPO, makes one miss, gets to the 15, gets to the 10. Jumps over a defender and out of bounds inside the five-yard line. They're going to say that he actually touched down out of bounds at the six, so it'll be third and short. But that's just an amazing run. He's the kind of player that makes a football game exciting. 
Unfortunately, the cornerback, Ali Fisher, 5'7", 160 pounds, was not a match on the stiff arm against number 14, Isaiah Jones. That was looking like a tackle for loss, and Jones made a nine-yard gain out of it. Eye formation. Jones sneaks forward, gets the first down, and really probably gets three yards on the play. Up to the three-yard line and a first down on that on that run. It's hard not to be excited about Isaiah Jones. He is being a leader out there, making great plays and, uh, you know, calling it how it is. Five minutes, five seconds to play. They reset the chains. The ball sits in between the four and the three-yard line. crazy but I'm thinking run play here Manny Keyless directly behind Isaiah Jones who's in the shotgun Keyless gets hit well in the backfield able to get close to the line but it will be a loss of approximately two could have been worse Tyler it uh, could have been worse uh, there that play didn't have a chance uh, Roman had great penetration from the start and read that run so I guess I wasn't the only one thinking run there <laughs> that's very true Four minutes, 33 seconds to play. Second down and goal from the six-yard line. The Explorers are really running this clock out right now. Obviously plenty of football to play, but. I formation. Keyless, the deep man. Here's the sweep. Burn him out again in front. Picture perfect. Touchdown, Manny Keyless. Very similar to the last play. I think I had deja vu there, Bob. They go up 27-0 on an identical play. Again, burn him downfield with the block. <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, if it ain't broke, why fix it? That's, that was a great play. And, uh, these jet sweeps are working, and uh, I don't see any problem continuing to run the jet sweeps. And that one, the toss sweep to Keyless coming directly out of the backfield. And a, another touchdown for LaSalle. 4-13 to play in the second quarter. That extra point is good, and it's 28-0 here with 4.13 to play in the second quarter. Uh, a lot of people leaving over in the stands already. What else you got to do on a Friday night? Come on. I hope our listeners aren't doing that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Christian Maybe. James is coming on at halftime, okay? There's your tease. Why do you, right, why do you stay think I'm here. here, Bob? I came for Christian's That's halftime right. monologue. Tell you what, if you didn't happen to see him last week, on the air at halftime against Archbishop Wood. You're just going to have to take my word for it. Don't go anywhere. It was a sight to behold. Christian brought a lot of energy, a lot of youthful energy to Bob Long Sports Broadcast. Right. It's something we can all learn from, Tyler. This portion of today's game brought to you by our friends at Dunphy Ford at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or online at dunphyford.com. Go visit our friend De uh, Kevin Dunphy. He's uh, a great LaSalle man, sent his son to LaSalle, and uh, really is doing this to support us and allow us to provide this service to the LaSalle community, to provide the opportunity for Jason Bempa and uh, Christian James and the guys that come to the booth every week and work hard and are really trying to learn the craft. So thank you to Dunphy Ford for making all this possible. A little windy out tonight, Bob. Uh, they were about to do the kickoff, and the ball was knocked off the tee. That's another long kick. That will go into the end zone as well. Hits halfway into the 10-yard end zone and bounces out. Another touchback for Daniel Carrish. That was a boot. Uh, 
I say that every time he kicks the ball. He kid has a leg. We're just gonna put it on record. Yep. A lot of deja vu tonight. First down and 10 for Roman Catholic from the 20 yard line. The Cahillites dressed in the white with the purple pants and the gold helmets. LaSalle, the all blue garb. Blue out. Top and bottom with the traditional gold helmets with the LaSalle script. I love it. We only got to wear that uniform once and it was, I, I think it should have been a standard uniform personally. We will work on that. We'll have a session with Mr. Parisi to discuss it after the game. Oh, my goodness. Into the backfield, an easy sack for Liam Trainer. Danny Kitznetsov in there as well. It was a fake toss sweep, Tyler. They were looking to go back to the other side. Unfortunately, the weak side edge was not blocked. Unblocked to the quarterback. Uh, this is just the kind of game, if you're LaSalle, you're just having fun out there. You're just pin plays. the ears back. Yeah, having a great time. You're I'm having fun just watching them personally. Second down and 15. They need the 30-yard line for a first down. Three minutes, 36 seconds to play here in this second quarter. 28-0 LaSalle. Grasso in the shotgun, two receivers to each side. An unblocked rusher again, and a throw dropped in the flat. Ryan Reeder, the junior, actually had it in his hands. Could have made the play. Would have only been a gain of about two or three. But, Tyler, I, I'm no offensive coordinator. No tight end on either side there? Yeah. They're, LaSalle's getting a crazy push. They need some tight end help, I, I think. Uh, I, I don't know if you're referring to blocking or just having Blocking. Block, yeah. Uh, As think. in Liam Trainer unblocked to the quarterback again yeah, on that play. I thought he was getting another sack there. Four-man rush. Burnham's in there. Now Grasso throws it out wide, out, and beyond the reach of his receiver, number 14, Evan Spahn. Fourth down and 15 from the 15-yard line, 316 to play in the second quarter. I'm sure uh, John Steinmetz, uh, LaSalle's head coach, is very excited right now. He's always been a defensive-minded coach. Uh, back in my days, he was our defensive coordinator, and I'm sure he's a uh, very uh, impressed with this showing by LaSalle's defense as a whole. And now, once again, it will be Ryan Flaherty out there to punt it deep. Actually, and it'll be Troy Holland to receive his heels on the plus side of midfield. That's a good-looking punt. Odd spin, but takes Holland to the ground at the 46-yard line. So a good punt there. And that was not Ryan Flaherty. That was actually number 14, Evan Spahn, the sophomore, coming on to spell Flaherty and kick it deep. Yeah, it was uh, scary for Troy Holland there for a second. Uh, he uh, didn't seem, I don't know if he lost in the lights or if uh, he just kind of uh, overcommitted, but he uh, that ball was over his head. But uh, good play, way to secure the ball. And That's true. I mean, down. it took him to the ground. That that funky angle he took to it. But like you said, most importantly, maintain possession I mean, and didn't fumble the football. Look at their field position right now on the uh, 46-yard line. That's right. It's just a uh, less impressive fair catch. Now the jet sweep to Octavius Carter to the outside to the 40, 35, 30, cutting inside at the 35, ripped down, but. That throws him another three yards forward, down to the 22-yard line. Looks like Roman there was looking for some flags. I could uh, 
That's a very bad spot, but what can you do? They put him at the 25-yard line. I thought I saw maybe a little bit of holding by LaSalle there. Um, On the outside, the receiver, Harrison? Yeah, that's, uh, but, uh, you know, it looked like Roman was looking for a flag. Three minutes, two seconds to play. Harrison in motion, gets the give on the jet sweep, cuts up the middle to the 20-yard line. Good gain there of five yards. Bounces right off his uh, offensive tackle and shoots right upfield. I like it. Like a little pinball game. <laughs> Finds the path of least resistance and just tuck it. Second down and five, two minutes, 43 seconds to play. LaSalle looking to move down the field and put this game into running clock territory with another touchdown here. So from that point forward, if they were to score this touchdown, clock would run for all facets of the game, uh, whether that be incomplete passes or the like. Now Isaiah Jones throws and over the head of Joey Burnham. Isaiah Jones knocked down there, took quite a, quite a hit. Almost exclusively RPO at this point, unless they're getting under center and doing a toss sweep, which they've done on a few occasions. But outside of goal line situations, the majority of that college-style run-pass option, and it's been very effective for LaSalle. Yeah, very, very difficult pass by Isaiah Jones. He had to throw the ball across his body there and overthrew it as he was getting hit. Third down and five. They need the 20 for a first down, moving from right to left. They bring the pressure. Isaiah Jones up the middle. Good blocking. Now to the 10. Breaks one tackle, scoots to the outside, and gets back to about the eight or nine-yard line. That'll be a first down for Isaiah Jones. Ball out of bounds with two minutes and nine seconds to play. It'll be first and goal. Man, he is making me excited about this game. Isaiah Jones just looks like an athlete out there. He looks like he wants to win, and he's trying to – he's giving it his all every play just to secure that win in order to move uh, forward in the playoffs. It would be the winner of Father Judge against St. Joseph's Prep. That would be next weekend, likely at Northeast High School. Like Octavius Carter comes in motion. They give it to, they fake it to Carter. Isaiah Jones diving for the end zone over top. Touchdown, LaSalle. Got that ball to the goal line. Went for a little bit of a flight, jumping from the three-yard line over two defenders and into the end zone. Touchdown, LaSalle, 34-0. Kind of looked like Cam Newton there with that dive. Superman jumping. <laughs> wow. He had three Roman defenders and just made a leap and wow. Good deception on the RPO as well. I don't. Looks like Carter had the football. Isaiah Jones with a phenomenally timed pull and a good decision. I don't think I'd be in one piece if I made that kind of dive. <laughs> the extra point is up and good. 35-0 LaSalle. 2-0-3 to play second quarter. You're listening to LaSalle College High School Football here on Bob Long Sports with Bob Long. Tyler Kern, Christian James here, 2020 class for LaSalle College High School. And a new member of our staff, he'll be on at halftime. We're excited to hear from him. He's going to get on with us doing color commentary very soon as well. And as we move into basketball season, I know he's fired up for that, as is Jason Vempa. We're, we're really going to have a good team and excited to have him part of it. You can do basketball if you want to, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have, like, what are the terms? Free throws? They That's call? the one. <laughs> you know what? We'll call you when we need you. 
I'm the backup to the backup. <laughs> <laughs> the assistant to the assistant to the assistant. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> uh, gotta love good office reference. Absolutely. Daniel Karish set to kick it deep. A nice high kick. This will be returned. Marquise Cooper catches it going backwards, so it doesn't have a lot of momentum. Out to the 10-yard line, cuts up to the 15, and it's taken down at the 17-yard line. That's Daniel Karish has a very consistent leg. Well, that one I think he intentionally put a little bit higher, too, to force them to come out. Yeah. Very good job there. Gave uh, LaSalle's uh, special teams a little more time to get down the field, and as well as, you know, Given, uh, you know, I'm forcing the uh, Roman to return. A minute 56 to play. Roman Catholic comes up to the line. In the shotgun formation, a receiver to Grasso's left. Liam Trainer looking to come off the edge and does. Throw into the outside and dropped. Good coverage on the outside by the Explorers. Devin Smith. Breaks it up. Well, Sal brought six on that. And the, yeah. I, I, I like that. Bring the blitz on first down. That's uh show that they can beat you. Yeah. For a second there, I thought uh, Roman had the catch, but uh, it was about seven yards from the line of scrimmage. Ball was dropped there. Devin Smith in coverage. A minute forty-nine to play, second quarter. Jeffrey Grasso in the shotgun. This time it's Brendan Daly coming. They run it up the middle, and it'll be a loss of three yards. Four LaSalle Explorers in there on the stop. Trainer, Lemke, and Daly. I think I saw seven or eight blue uniforms on, <laughs> right around that tackle. LaSalle is bringing the heat on his blitz there. Wow. I, I, I personally am a fan of that play calling. You know, Especially high school level, you want to bring the blitz if you can. You, the, uh, you just coverage. don't let them come up for air at this point, right? Show that they can beat you bringing the blitz. As you said, it's uh, currently running clock. A minute 12 to play second quarter. An odd man front, three men at the line. Hirschman gets through anyways. Hirschman can't quite bring him down. Grasso has room to run now up to the 10, 15, 20. And runs out of bounds right at the 19-yard line. So didn't quite get to the 20. It'll be still eight yards to go, and it'll be fourth down. I thought that was going to be a sack in the backfield. It really could have been down by the two or one-yard line where Hirschman got the hand on Grasso. Great, uh, great play by Grasso getting out of there, getting a small gain, but it's much better than a sack or even a safety there. So now punting into the wind once again, number 14, Evan Spahn. Good, high punt. Caught by Holland at the 45-yard line, called for a fair catch. And that'll be at the 45 of LaSalle. So the first drive really in four or five possessions that hasn't started in plus territory. LaSalle has 48 and a half seconds to do something with this from their own 45. It's interesting. What are you calling here? Their run game has been so dominant. I, I don't know if you can stray away from that. So has all three timeouts left as well. 
here's the interesting thing. Not knowing what the severity of Danny Selecki's injury is or even what the decision will be next week, depending upon whether he's 80%, 90%. You know, this is the time to rediscover what it is that you want to do on offense. Good throw to the outside and nearly intercepted. Marvin Harrison, Jr. Ball came in a little bit hot in the flat from Isaiah Jones, but hit him in the hands. Hit him in the hands, and he almost batted that up to the oncoming Roman Catholic defender, Amir Lilliston. 44 seconds to play, second down and 10. The score, 35-0 LaSalle, final minute of the first half. Isaiah Jones drops straight back. Isaiah Jones throws into the flat, well short of Joey Burnham. Not sure what happened there. Jones seemed to throw that right in the ground. I'm not sure if somebody got a hand in on that, Bob. Or yeah, I just think uh, gripping the ball maybe a little tight or just not getting a release point. He really hasn't thrown the ball all that much in a game situation, uh, really at all, but especially since the first two games of the year. Yeah, I'm interested with their uh, play calling. I'm, I'm wondering if they're uh, you know testing out his throwing ability. I think without point. a doubt you have to. Yeah. I think it's a great point. With this game, 35 nothing, you, you want to learn everything you can about yourself and get reps in. That throw is high to Octavius Carter, a ro little rolling action from Isaiah Jones. And threw over the head of the streaking Carter. It will be fourth down and eight with 34 seconds to play in this first half. So far, uh, I, I think that's exactly what they're doing. They're testing Jones' ability to throw the ball and uh, – Obviously, had some struggles on that uh, those three downs there. It'll be Daniel Karish set to kick. His heels on the 30. The deep man is up at the 13-yard line. Now steps up to the 15. Wind is it? Karish is back. A good, high, long punt. And it might have been touched. LaSalle going after the football. Diving on top of it was number nine, Donathan McCants. And McCants, very fortunate to come up with the football for Roman Catholic. So he knew he touched it. Very, very heads up play. I, I couldn't see who that was. I, I think it was number six. Well, uh, Donovan McCants for Roman, but for LaSalle, Charles yeah. Roten number Charles six. Charles yeah. Roten, uh, heads up play. He saw that uh, Donovan McCants touched the ball, and he, he tried to uh, block him out so that the LaSalle could recover. But, you know, obviously Roman made a, I, I guess you could call it critical recovery. I, I would say so. That was that was doomed from the start. That got up in the wind, and that ball was pounded for one. Yeah, great, great punt. But that might be one when you're trying to catch it over your shoulder. You just you just let it go with 23 seconds left in the first half. Yeah, I think you try to make something happen from nothing almost, and that's when a lot of mistakes I mean, can happen. Upside, little yeah. to none. You run out the clock maybe, and downside. You, it becomes a 42 to nothing game. <laughs> so now a timeout on the field. 23.9 seconds to play here in the second quarter. Bob Long, Tyler Kern, Christian James alongside. Doing a radio broadcast tonight. It's really cool to get back to what I had done for so many years, Tyler. And 
I'm enjoying it. We don't have to worry about Alex zooming in on random things on the field That's with the camera. True. That's true. It's just me, you, and Christian, Bob. I really like this. Uh, you know, get bringing our inner Merrill Reese and Mike, Mike Quick here. Absolutely. Any way that there's an opportunity to get Alex Krasowski out of the equation, the better. <laughs> just kidding. He does a great job. One running back set. Good run here by Malik Griffin. Up to the 10-yard line, cuts outside. Owen Pagini takes him down at the 15. A lot of running, but he does get five yards. The clock will run to 10, now to 9. And that'll be the end of the first half. LaSalle with a 35-0 lead. Took him a couple possessions to get going. Came up empty on their first two possessions, but then have scored on every drive since except for the final drive of the half three incompletions by Isaiah Jones. But five straight, we'll call them drives. One was a special teams touchdown uh, with scores, and, and that's the difference here so far. Just a dominant showing by LaSalle in all three phases of the game. Uh, even on special teams, as you saw in that, uh, that last play there, they, they almost came up huge with the ball, giving their offense another chance to score. Uh, I'm very impressed with Isaiah Jones especially. I think he uh, brings an interesting dynamic to LaSalle's offense. Uh, obviously, uh, he had some struggles with the passing game, but he has a lot of upside, and I'm very interested to see where LaSalle goes moving forward with between him and uh, Daniel Selecki, depending on uh, the severity of Selecki's injury. Now we'll take a quick break. Uh, as you remember, before the game, we were playing for you the Ron Jaworski interview that we had last night at the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We'll give you a few minutes of that interview for your listening pleasure. Talking about Carson Wentz and, of course, the now back-to-back -back champions, the Arena Football League champions, Philadelphia Soul. So we'll give you that, and then we're going to have Christian James on with me and Tyler Kern. In just a few minutes, you are listening to LaSalle College High School Football live on VLS. It's an EXPN production tonight, and our good friend Christian James, student class of 2020, will be on in just a few minutes. Orski on with us here at the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame induction dinner, talking about Carson Wentz. Now, the mechanics, the physical mechanics, you talked about the pre-snap and everything mentally that he does. Uh, I feel like we're seeing better mechanics from Carson Wentz this year, less balls that are kind of elevated and, and airmailed more than, than he would have wanted. This year, he's been on the money. Well, that's what the offseason will do. And uh, John DeFilippo, the quarterback's coach, has an outstanding resume Played the position, understands position, knows how to coach the mechanics of the position. Frank Reich, the offense quitter, had a long storied career in the National Football League. So he's learning from good assistant coaches. Now Doug Peterson, the head coach, a former NFL quarterback. So he's got talent around him, coaching him, that understands the position. Now everyone's got opinions on how you coach the quarterback. I like the quarterback coach to be a coach that played the position because you've got to be able to feel it. When you're telling a guy, oh, read this and throw it there, if you've never done it, you don't know how easy or how difficult it is. Now you've got three coaches that have played that position. They understand it better. So when they ask him to do something, they've done it themselves. Segway. Uh, you mentioned the Segway, the, I like it. The, uh, the Wentz and, and Peterson connection. Uh, how's that trend? We've seen that translate in the Arena League with the soul, with Rodaball and, and Coach Dolzell, I mean, is that? Do you think that's the same thing there with the success that oh, oh, the Soul are having? Absolutely, and, and I will mention. Now, I I love Clint Dozell. You know, this guy has coached our team to back-to-back -back championships. 
I'm pushing hard to lose Clint Ozell. I believe he should be in the NFL. Much like Jay Gruden, now the head coach of the Washington Redskins, Jay was a terrific Arena Football League player. He cut his teeth as a coach coaching the Arena Football League. And what is he now? Lo and behold, the head coach of the Washington Redskins. I believe if you give Clint Dozell an opportunity with an NFL team, give him a couple years to really understand the NFL game, he could be a head coach in the NFL because he knows how to deal with people. He knows how to organize. He knows how to lead. He knows how to manage. Uh, whenever I speak to NFL guys, they talk about coaches. They say, hey, there's a diamond in the rough. He's in Philadelphia, and his name is Clint Dolzell. How many players at the Arena League level do you think could start making those transitions upward? Well, they already are. As you know, you know we Jake have a, a number of guys uh, on our team have gone on to at least tryout camps. And I still can't believe Jake Metz, who was with the Bills and the Eagles in training camp, is not on a roster right mm, now. Right. Jake can flat out play. And I've right. told people, well, you know, Darius Reynolds is a tremendous player. James Romain, I mean, he, I see some of the coverage corners in the NFL. I'm saying James can cover those guys. You know, so we have players that, that are outstanding players. The Arena Football League has outstanding, talented players. They just need an opportunity. The guys that get it, they take advantage of it. Welcome back to Plymouth White Marsh High School, the halftime show here on BLS, presented by Dunphy Ford in the Northeast, a great dealership at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in Mayfair, and you can also visit them at DunphyFord.com. Bob Long, Tyler Kern, we have Christian James here with us, and he's live on set here for the halftime show. Christian, great to have you. And, yes, uh, thank you. How's everyone doing? Everything, everybody's doing good. How about yourself? Thank you. Good. Well, Christian is a class of 2020, and you're joining us here for the second time after the Archbishop Wood game. A lot of differences between that game and this one. You had a regular season game. This is a playoff game. And really, you know, LaSalle, it's, it's tough to compare the way they played in that game versus this one. But what did you see? What were your takeaways from the first half? All right, so, yeah, I want to start with penalties. Now, there were three penalties committed by each team. There was one for Roman Catholic, two for LaSalle, and they were all false start penalties. Uh, now, LaSalle, uh, when those penalties were committed by Roman Catholic, you know, they really converted and turned those into touchdowns. Roman Catholic, as you can see by the score, 35-0, to zero, has not committed or converted uh, with those penalties. So that's going to be something they need to work on. Turnovers, however, that big one in the end zone by Roman Catholic was a, was a huge one. Um, you know, they lost the ball. It could have been a safety, which probably would have been better, but it turned out to be a touchdown by LaSalle. Um, anyway, Roman Catholic is going to have to fix their offensive line because there are so many sacks uh, on the quarterback of Roman Catholic, and uh, you can't get a running game going. But when they do, I've noticed that they've really been big running games and big gains. Um, so it, the offensive line is going to have to stack up, and defense is going to have to, I guess, play tighter, maybe catch the, the line as it's running by, sure. from LaSalle. Yeah, we saw some injuries for this Roman Catholic team and you know, a little bit of a depleted roster, which, which certainly is unfortunate. And this LaSalle team has taken full advantage. Let's talk about the offense, okay. Christian, what you saw there from Isaiah Jones because you know Daniel Selecki has done such a good job all year long, earned that starter role unfortunate to see him go down there in the first quarter that offense is completely different going from more of a spread a spread type where you spread them out and let Danny Selecki pick apart the defense to a more college style RPO so 
you know, changing that up. What did you see? It was, it was fairly seamless, but are there any things you picked up? Oh, my God. It, it looks like there's two tails, right? You have Danny Selecki's offense where he's throwing more, but you have Isaiah Jones's uh, offense where he's running the ball, utilizing running and throwing some throws, play-action passes in the mix. Um, so, you know, Danny Selecki's been great all year. Uh, hasn't really had a bad game, maybe besides a couple losses, but, you know, that's a little thing. He's been throwing well. And then, you know, when he got hurt tonight, that was, that was a big loss for a lot because that was their starter for a while, and that meant that they had to, to start a new uh, offense. And Isaiah Jones, they've looked like that they have that set and they have that covered. And, I mean, that touchdown, I know you guys didn't see it, but by Bob's amazing commentary, he jumped over – Two players, maybe three, into the end zone diving. And, I mean, I thought that was amazing. It was a beautiful run. He saw a hole, and he took it. So that's what I think needs to happen more. And plus, you gotta, he's got to work on his passes because that last outing really didn't look too good. But you know what? As Tyler did say, they're probably seeing his throwing and working on his throwing. Yeah, I think that's something you'll see in the mm-hmm. second half. You'll really see fewer possessions with that running clock. But – I think that this LaSalle team does need to get work and just needs to see what they have. Now, they see it more than we do. Maybe even it's it's one of those things where the, the fans think that they need to see it more so than they actually do because you're seeing him in practice mm-hmm. throw, 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 and this is going to be the focus this week. But I take you back to in between week two and week three. Selecki really struggled, 10 for 21, in that first game he played against McDonough High School came back and had maybe the best performance that a LaSalle quarterback has had since the days of Kyle Shermer when he just tore apart the Malvern prep defense, which is a pretty good Malvern team. What I think it comes down to, Christian, is having that full week and knowing that, okay, you know, this is going to be my team. Whether either of these guys will be afforded that, whoever they decide to go with next week, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That will all depend on the status of – uh, Selecki's health, whether we even have a full week of practice or, or where that all stands. But, you know, having a little bit better of an idea, if you're Isaiah Jones, that this might be the way mm-hmm. and the way that it will be from here on out, just depending upon that severity of the injury to Selecki, I think can be a benefit. And again, opening the North Penn game with uh, Isaiah Jones at quarterback, you know, that was an amazing game. Came out strong. You know, they had some weaknesses in the second half as North Penn did come back, but they were able to top North Penn. I believe the score was 28-21, if I'm correct, maybe maybe a little farther out. I don't know that much, but I, I think, think it was 41-28 after all. But I, they did go out to a yeah, 28. Yeah, my apologies on that one. No, <laughs> don't apologize. Uh, it, was, it was a 28 nothing lead, and then okay. North Penn – Drew it to 28-21 and almost tied it. And then LaSalle was able to get the hammer with two more touchdowns. That's good, yeah. So, as we march our way towards the beginning of the second half, any more thoughts on this LaSalle team? You know, it seems as if they're moving towards the next round of the District 12 playoffs. It'll be the District 12 championship on the Catholic League side next weekend. What are your thoughts there? You know, as Tyler was saying, they're just having fun. They're just playing. Uh, the score is really, uh, it's a significance. Um, you know, there is a lot of football that we played. But I think LaSalle's just should keep doing what they're doing. Maybe, I mean, not maybe, they should continue to keep the clock rolling. Uh, Roman Catholics just got to cop- capitalize um, on every pl- any play. Uh, you know, build up that wall on offensive line and they'll be able to to probably help out, but yeah, LaSalle's doing good as is, and I don't see any fixes for them. 
Christian James on with us here in the booth for the halftime show. Tyler Kern here as well. My name is Bob Long. Let's talk some Philadelphia Eagles football. All right, the, all right, the birds are seven and one. I love it. I love it. Seven and one, the best record in all of football. And they sign one of the most talented young running backs in the game, Jay Ajayi. Now, there are concerns about his work ethic and that he kind of given up on the team down there in Miami. As we heard from Adam Gase over in Miami, we heard that he had some complications with, with Jay Ajahi, and that's what... Uh, and that's your boy, right? That is, yes. Uh, you're, you're, I should say your team. That, yeah, Dolphins. no, I will be honest. I am a Dolphins fan, but it was hard. Uh, but, you know, you got to love your hometown team, the Eagles. And um, that was, that was a, I felt like a big loss um, for us. But I know that they'll, he'll be an asset for you guys up in Philadelphia. Um, you know, he's 24, he's young, he's got legs. He's got the ability when he runs up the middle to maybe dodge left, dodge right, to get those quick jukes and then continue for yardage. And, you know, that's what every team needs. And I feel with, you know, guys, other running backs for the Eagles, LeGarrette Blunt, uh, Wendell Smallwood, uh, you know, that's going to be a good, a good asset for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, uh, I'm personally excited for Ronald Darby's return. There he is. I think former Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think uh, they'd be wise to sit him out this week because surprisingly, our cornerbacks have been very strong. Jalen Mills, I think, got NFC Defensive Player of the Week, like a seventh round pick last year. That's that's incredible. I, that is phenomenal. Um, and. Razul Douglas, Razal Ghoul has stepped up. <laughs> he has stepped up. He looks good. I, th- I personally think he looks good out there. The, my major concern is our linebacker core. Uh, I think um, Bradham has been amazing. He's really uh, coming to his own this season, and it's really important that he uh, stays on top of that. It's uh, really unfortunate to lose two major leaders, though, Jordan Hicks and Jason Peters on the offensive sure. side. No, you're exactly right. And that'll It'll be Vitae's turn yeah, to protect I, the blind side. I think this will really show what kind of a team this Eagles team is with uh, uh, with how uh, Vitae goes up against Denver's stout defensive line. And also the wide receiver core uh, that Carson Wentz throws to is just magnificent. you got Torrey Smith and you got Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, yeah, and, and Zach Ertz, too. Like, yeah, hopefully Ertz is okay. I saw yeah. he had a hamstring pull. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But... Um, Obviously, it's a major upgrade from Darrell Green Beckham and uh, Nelson Aguilar as number 17 <laughs> and Jordan Matthews yep. from last year. Uh, I like what I've seen. I'd like to see a little more out of Torrey Smith, but uh, I think uh, overall it's a much improved wide receiver core. So what do you think about Penn State? Like, What do you think about them after the loss to uh, Ohio State? Uh, I, loss? That's a tough loss. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I by one, too. I mean, that's just the worst one by one. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's tough to come out with scoring a touchdown on your on the kickoff and then just to kind of not play all four quarters of the game. Uh, I didn't get to catch the entire game, but I kind of saw the highlights, and Penn State kind of had that game in, in how they wanted it, and they just did not come out in the fourth quarter. I don't think they scored at all in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, I think they were yeah shut out in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, obviously uh, every quarter. The game is important, but fourth uh-huh. quarter you need to come out and come out strong. The defense looked like it was really struggling too towards the end. I mean, you got guys getting long catches and then running and dodging, juking, yeah. and Jay were just going uh, in. They were I'm, I'm interested because again, I'm not a huge. I don't follow college football too yeah. greatly, and I didn't catch the game. But uh, defense gets worn down, and uh-huh. if 
offense didn't score at all for Penn State in the fourth quarter. That just means defense is on the field a lot, and yeah. they were probably gassed. Uh, that's all, I mean, again, based off my little knowledge of that game, uh, I mean, obviously that's a tough loss. That, that takes them out of championship contention. So they got knocked down from second to the seventh. So, I mean, anything's possible at this point. The, uh, the rankings can go any way, any which way. Um, you know, I feel hopeful. I'm a Penn State fan myself. I feel hopeful. I don't know. There's a lot of good teams in Georgia, Alabama. I mean, Clemson's also good, Notre Dame. But, I mean, Penn State's good too, despite that loss. But, you know, they got a lot of good guns up, up, up in front. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, but anyway, we are going to shortly get back to LaSalle versus Roman Catholic. Uh, as, La, as LaSalle is leading 35-0, uh, we will take a break. Midnight tea top jack in a cherry coke town. Mama and daddy put their roots right here, cause this is where the car broke down. Yellow dog school bus, kicking up red bus, kicking us up by barbed wire fence. MTV on the RCA, no AC in the vents. We were Jesus, Sammy, blue jean baby, born in the USA. Trailer park truck stop, fade a little map dots, New York to L.A. We were teenage dreaming, front seat leaning, baby, come give me a kiss. Put me on the cover of the Rolling Stone Uptown, down home, American kids. Growing up in little pink houses, making out on living room couches, blowing that smoke on Saturday night. A little messed up, but we're all Parking lot, trying not to get caught. Take her home and give her your jacket. Making it to second base by saying you went all the way Monday afternoon to practice. Sister's got a boyfriend, daddy doesn't lie. Now he's sitting out back, 30 30 in his lap in the blue bugs after life. We were Jesus, same blue jean baby, born in the USA.
for a minute Pretend I don't live in it Sunshine gonna wash my blues away Had sweet love but I lost it She got too close so I fought it Now I'm lost in the world Trying to find me a better way Wishing I was deep, deep in the water somewhere Got the blue sky breeze and it don't seem fair Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky Never been so happy, never felt so high And I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise Sit me back in a minute Bought a boat and I sailed off in it Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway Mind on a permanent vacation The ocean is my only medication Wishing my condition ain't ever gonna go away Cause now I'm deep, deep in the water somewhere Got the blue sky breeze blowing wind through my hair Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair Welcome back, everybody, to the telecast here on Bob Long Sports. It's an EXPN production aided by Christian James helping us out in the booth here, class of 2020, as well as my color commentator, Tyler Kern. Tyler, welcome back. Christian, great job at halftime, my friend. And from what I understand, you even took the bull by the horns. You fixed, figured out the equipment. You're turning dials and... Revolving notches. It was pretty impressive, my he, friend. He was out of control. <laughs> you know, any, any, anything to help out the broadcast. You want to hop on for the second half? Uh, can I? I'd love to. Of course. <laughs> of course, man. This is your night, my friend. This is uh, why we night, do Christian. this. So Thank we, you. Uh, we've had six quarters of, of, of <laughs> training him, right? Now he says, I'm ready. That's what I like to see, Christian. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited to I'm excited to hop on. Thanks Good. for having me. Uh, of course, of course. You know you, you knew at any time you were ready you could have hopped on, right? Thank you. Right. 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 That's the answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Daniel Karish set to kick it deep, going from left to right against the, against the wind. wind. So a low a driving play. kick. Picked up there by Cooper at the five, up to the twenty yard line, taken down at the twenty three. Oh. Good stop. Good stop on the on the kickoff. Cahill lights come on to the field. The offense led by Jeffrey Grasso struggling. They, they struggled in the first half. Once they put this clock into motion, it will run uninterrupted. With the, with the exception of injuries and the end of the quarter and things like that. But clock now runs. Roman's offense is... Uh, and little no signs of life. Let's see uh, how they come out on this first down. Shotgun formation for Grasso. Two receivers to the near Drops side. Back. Grasso and is hit set. and dropped. That's a loss of five yards, maybe even six. It'll be second and 16. LaSalle's defensive line didn't miss a beat there. They came... Uh, <laughs> Brought the rush right away. A lot of uncovered uh, LaSalle defenders uh, just poked right through and got to the quarterback. 11.04 to play. Clock ticks here. Second down and long. 
Bob, the wind is picking up here. It's getting a little brisk out. It is. It's um, a little brisk. I'm, I'm interested to see. Uh, I, obviously, when you're out there, you, you're moving around. You don't feel it. But You see a lot of guys in uh, no underarmors, no uh, undershirts. They're just sleeves. Crosso slings it out wide, dropped out there by number 10, Malik Griffin. Got to assume they're cold standing on that sideline. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm cold here. Oh, I'm, I'm cold here, too. You got to get some wool line suits, Bob. That's what I do, yeah. You got to break out the winter suit. Nice little EXPN logo on there. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't know the wind. I wore shorts. I didn't know the wind was going to be this bad tonight. <laughs> well, you know you're just trying to put yourself in the shoes of the football players on both sides, there, right? There you go. So now after the huddle, it's now third down and 17. Clock continues to tick with the 35 nothing lead for LaSalle. 10-02 to play. Third and long has been the name of the game tonight for Roman's offense. Jeffrey Grasso takes the shotgun snap, drops back. Good protection this time. Looking downfield, can't find anybody. Now scrambles, and it throws, oh. and it's deflected. Nice play out there by Troy Holland in coverage. That is the most time Grasso has had all night, probably by triple. <laughs> I think he's had maybe three seconds at most, and he had a solid nine seconds at least there. That was, that was good. He got out nine of the... Nine seconds. That's a that's long math. play. That's math right there. <laughs> three times three is nine. That was, good. that was good. He got out of the pocket, and uh, the offensive line allowed him time. Uh, but it does stink that he didn't convert that. It's a tough throw across the body yes. while you're rolling yes, out yes. like that. And uh, great and coverage by the Celtics. defense. The completion would have only been about three or four yards. Now Spawn, good-looking kick. It hops once. Now Troy Holland steps out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Uh, interesting. Uh, kind of uh, paralleled uh, that kick, uh, that punt at the end of uh, the half last time. Uh, it was kind of behind the shoulder, and I think he made a good play, letting it bounce, and uh, unfortunately stepped out, out of bounds. I'm not sure how much of a gain he would have achieved there. But. Sure. But they'll start it at the 37-yard line. Their own 37, and it'll be Isaiah Jones once again at quarterback. They roll the clock under 8 minutes and 50 seconds here in the third quarter. Rolling clock really uh, speeds things up. And now we'll get a stoppage. The head official calls for time at 8 minutes and 38 seconds. Not sure what this stoppage is for. Looking over at the Roman Catholic sideline, nobody on the field at this instant. There's no penalty flags either, so we can rule that out. Christian, are you a detective? Hey, I don't know. I could <laughs> be. I, I don't know. <laughs> First down and ten. Here's the handoff to Manny Kielis. Manny Kielis oh, drops the it. football. Drops oh. the football. It's on the turf. Roman Catholic has a lot of guys on it. Still no signal from the referees. They uncover the pile, and it's Cahillite football. Wow. At the 46-yard line of LaSalle, best starting field position tonight for the Cahillites. If you're LaSalle, <laughs> possession is key here, and that is obviously not what you want to do. Again, I might be a detective there. <laughs> we have two detectives, Sherlock and Watson. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'll let you two figure out who's who. 
Now four receivers set, one running back in the backfield. In the shotgun is the quarterback, Jeffrey Grasso. Here's the snap. They're bringing the pressure. Grasso evades it out of the pocket. Now throws on the run, and it's short. Was intended across the middle, but could not come back for it. Number 13, TJ Fitzpatrick. A little chippiness in the center there. I thought uh, 64 on Roman's uh, side was going to take uh, LaSalle's defender to the fence over there. <laughs> he was just going to push it. Play to the whistle. Yeah. No, I, li I like that. I respect that. That kind of looked like a little Carson Wentz. The whole play collapsed on the quarterback. Quarterback ran out of the pocket. Uh, yeah. And, um, you see, uh, you thought we didn't have Rob Stott here, but my man Christian. So you remember Rob Stott from last week, right? Yep. He loves the Eagles references and the Madden references and, and all that. I'll be here all night. That's Thank right. You. That's right. Christian James now in the booth with us doing color commentary. Grasso oh, blocked. Blocked by Danny Kitznetsov on the screen, it sounds. Great read on the screen there. And by Christian. He was on top of it. Yeah. Sorry, I get excited sometimes. <laughs> Christian is also part of our comedic relief crew for the night. He's doing an A-plus job. 41-yard line now. Third down and 10. Roman Catholic in LaSalle territory looking to move the ball after the fumble from Manny Kielis. In motion comes Fitzpatrick. The shotgun snap. They're trying to set up the screen, and they do. Cooper to the outside. Run down by LaSalle. It'll be a loss of four yards. Fourth down and 14 upcoming. Good pursuit by Stephen Matchett, as well as Devin Smith. Roman, you got to go for this, right? Absolutely, you have to. At this point in the game, 6.07, clock running. You're on the plus side of midfield. You need the 31 for a first down, and the offense stays on the field. Great read by number 54 there, um, Stephen Matchett. Uh, you know, he's playing left defensive end, number 54. I might be a little partial to him, as that was my number and position. There it is. I don't think I was ever that good at reading screens as him, though. <laughs> Fitzpatrick comes in motion once again. Shotgun formation. Pressure comes, evades it, now throws across the middle. Nice play. Did he come up with the football? Yes, he did. T.J. Fitzpatrick makes the play at the 25-yard line, a gain of 20 yards and a first down. Roman showing signs of life. That was a beautiful catch. What they need, too. That's, that's a play they need. Great pass by Grasso on the run. And that's a heck of an extension by the 5'7 wide receiver, T.J. Fitzpatrick. Diminutive, yes, but got the arms out there and made a diving play across his body. 5'7, wow. Here's the snap. Grasso lobs to the end zone. Nobody there. Sean Daly, the only one in the area, but couldn't track it down for LaSalle. Second down and 10, still 35-0 here in the third quarter. Clock running under four minutes and 43 seconds. Roman tries to go for that deep ball just to try to get a big play going. Order. It's just something their way. And, uh, Got that safety help over the top, though. Well done by, by Daly. And that's, that's the thing for LaSalle. When you can go man and you don't have to bring extra guys into the backfield, you have that safety over the top, the safety blanket. Safety the safety blanket. Why not? <laughs> 
How long have you been sitting on that just jam, a Bob? Just a blanket at that point. Here's the crossing oh. pattern thrown well ahead of where TJ Fitzpatrick could be. Falls incomplete. Third down and 10 from the 25-yard line. That was a dart of a pass. Sal's defensive front, and, and if I could give out MVPs, they would get the MVP for this game. They have really You can do up. it. Nobody's stopping Definitely, you. definitely. All right, well, I give Sal's defensive front the MVP for this wow. game. Wow, there you go. <laughs> Runner-up Isaiah Jones. He's been very exciting, and I'm excited <laughs> to see what he, uh, he does. Third down and 10. They bring the pressure. Thrown across the middle. Caught there. It'll be close. Looks like they first got down. the first down by a yard and a half. Great play there. Donathan McCants on the crossing pattern. And a better throw by Jeffrey Grasso, who stood in amongst a lot of pressure and got the pass off. Yeah, that's a, uh, again, Roman showing some signs of life, trying to make this a football game. They're fighting for their season here, and... Uh, Anything else to say on that? They're playing for their season and uh, made two big first downs there. 3.09 to play third quarter. Still 35-0. Roman Catholic driving. Grasso will try the lob. This time to the other side. Can't make the play. Actually could have gotten two hands on the football. Went over his outstretched arms. That was Evan Spahn, the sophomore. Looked a little bit behind him. A little behind Spahn. I'm not sure if it was the route or the throw. But behind him or not it actually ended up it being a casual. good throw because Pagini was late getting his head around actually overran the football and I thought Spawn had a good opportunity to bring it down the play was there there was also tight coverage by LaSalle on uh, that on the player very astute of you <laughs> thank you it's uh, a <laughs> four receiver set right now rolling is Grasso to his strong side and throws it out of bounds Intended receiver on the near side, Malik Griffin. One thing I have noticed is Gross is getting these passes off, but he's getting hit every time by the defensive line. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see heavy blitz on this third down. Third down and 10. Clock ticks here. Running clock with a 35-0 lead for LaSalle. Under two minutes to play in the third quarter. Roman Catholic has the football at LaSalle's 15-yard line, needing the five for a first down. Three receivers now to the far side. Ball right in the middle of the field. Grasso in the shotgun. Here's the snap. The delay give going nowhere. Austin Lemke doesn't miss the tackle. And number 28, Marquise Cooper dropped for a loss of four. Very confused by that play call. Um, obviously, I think Roman's trying to switch it up with that delayed run there, but... On the, the draw play, but uh, the, the passing game, at least the short downs, the short uh, slants have been working for them. I think as Roman, you got to be playing the hot hand. Yeah, and that might be the thing where you're just trying to cut because again, it's third down and ten, right? But you're thinking it's four down territory. Obviously, that one going the wrong direction. Now a fourth and fourteen from the twenty-four. They need the ten for a first down. Four receivers set in the shotgun as Grasso takes the snap. Grasso sacked. Big loss. Combo sack for Danny Kitznetsov and Chris Maloney way back at the 30-yard line. Bob, all these sacks are making me really wish I could suit up again. It's just getting me really pumped <laughs> and excited. As I said, I'm a defensive-minded, and, I, man, it's like Christmas for these guys out there. On another note, you also said it was very cold. It's very cold. <laughs> just need a guy with a big white beard. 
That's true. That's true. I just mean, you know, you want to get out there, and then you get out there, and it's a little cold. Oh, I thought you were making a Christmas reference there, but oh. I was saying it's cold. And I could if you'd like me to. <laughs> Here's the give. Up the middle, Joey Burnham. Burnham breaks one tackle, breaks another, up to the 45-yard line. Still rumbling forward into plus territory. The ball came loose, but they roll him down. That's a big, big game. 20 yards on the run from Joey Burnham in between the tackles. That's the kind of mentality you want to see from Burnham. You're up 35-0, but you don't, you don't take your foot off the pedal. You drove downfield, broke two solid tackles, and it, I think it took four guys to finally bring it down. The running game's really dominating tonight for LaSalle. Oh, big time. Big time indeed. Um, uh, last week, uh, LaSalle really struggled to get their run game going in it. Now here's a handoff to Burnham. Burnham runs through one tackle and gets seven before the clock expires here in the third quarter. The score, 35-0. LaSalle over Roman Catholic on their way to the District 12 championship game on the Catholic side. It'll be next weekend, likely at Northeast High School. And the winner of Father Judge and St. Joe's Prep will be the opponent. But now LaSalle just trying to get work. Trying to figure out what it is they want to do. Still uncertain on the status of Danny Selecki, the starting quarterback for this team. Isaiah Jones, who began the season as the starter, into the game and taking the majority of the stat, the snaps. Selecki took his pads off. He won't be back tonight, but again, that could be precautionary. You certainly hope for the best. For number 16 and the senior quarterback, Danny Selecki. Bob, I'm feeling a potential LaSalle St. Joe's prep game next weekend. Not to get ahead of myself, but that could be very exciting. Good thing. Rivalry that goes back decades upon decades. Bill Wasilenko would be the guy to give us the thought on that. Always sending out the historical references and the rivalry videos. Did a LaSalle yeah. versus St. Joe's prep. actually just put that video. out. That was a pretty amazing video he did. Really was. I mean, 100 years of rivalry between those two teams. So now 12 minutes on the clock. We begin the fourth quarter. Bob Long, Tyler Curran, Christian James. Second down and four. Here's Burnham up the middle. Not touched. And then hits, finally hit at about the 30-yard line. Rumbles down to the 25. So Christian, he got that first down through the middle before he was ever touched. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he had that space. He just ran. Um, not touched either. It took a while for the defenders to get on him. But when they finally did... He even uh, dragged or drug a couple players with him and, you know, got more yardage when he was touched and tackled. So that's a really big win for LaSalle. Christian, uh, Joey Burnham, he's a, a big, strong guy. He's one of the real leaders for this team. As the next give here is to number 44, Austin Lemke, getting a rare give and a rare carry there. But I want to get your thoughts because you're – rummaging and you're, and you're walking through the halls and you, you know the guys very well what's the thought process around this team and what's the mojo that you're seeing hearing and feeling in the halls of LaSalle about this football team you know I think I think the mojo is just they they want it back they want another championship title and they'll, they'll do whatever they can they'll practice as hard as they can as hard as they want to in order to make it happen and I just think uh, that they just want another championship they want another title period Good run from Burnham up the middle, a gain of four. That's really the value, Tyler, when we have a student here, and they can kind of give us the sense of what's going on inside the halls of LaSalle. Christian, have you seen 
as they've gotten towards the playoffs and especially the two games that they played in the last few weeks? Is there a ratcheting up of intensity that you saw, or is it kind of in business as usual? You know, to be honest, I think it's business as usual. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say that everyone is pretty hyped and everyone is very excited. But there hasn't really been a show of emotion or a show of excitement that I've seen. But I do want to see it, and I do hope that it's going to be there. Third and five to give to Keyless. Hit one yard behind the line of scrimmage and taken down there. Fourth down. It'll be fourth down and seven from the 21-yard line. This could be an opportunity to get Daniel Karish a field goal, and that's exactly what LaSalle will do. They'll run Karish onto the field for what will be a 38-yard try with nine minutes and 31 seconds to play in the fourth and final quarter. Christian, I feel come Monday, 35-0 is something to get excited about, especially uh, for a, a divisional rival uh, 6A championship. Yep, that would be next weekend against either Father Judge or, Arch, or uh, excuse me, or St. Joseph's Prep. So now 38 yards from the center of the field. Snap, hold down, the kick is up, it has the leg. And it is good. Daniel Karish good from 38 yards away and gives LaSalle a 38-0 lead. You know, I bet no one will be able to uh, sit and learn and concentrate for this big win. I hope uh, they can sit and learn. Yeah, you know, I, I hope too. They, uh, but, you know, this is such a big win and will be good for the guys and going forward and going into the game next week because they get the momentum, they get everything towards them. So... The whole saying, LaSalle's entered to learn. That is, that is. <laughs> there you go. Leave Tyler to serve. remembers to serve. Leave yes, to serve. yes. So, uh, as Bob was saying, I hope, hope they're learning, but it's good to have some school spirit. Yep. And, uh, that said, Tyler, you know, we're out of school now. We remember those days when it's a little tougher to get into the classroom and focus when you have something big at hand, whether it's your sport or whether it's uh, – the basketball team playing very well. Cross country. Yeah, Bob. I think everybody gets fired up for that. That was a good time. <laughs> yeah, By yeah. the way, I say that because I was a cross. For all the people listening, I ran cross country four years, loved it, Run, ran under Pat Devine, Greg Balecki, great guys. Uh, I was more common. Sal legend, the Bob Long. The monster student section, we would get at Belmont Plateau when, you know, you made a wrong turn and ended up there by mistake. <laughs> 9.03 to play, 38-0 the score. That kick is long, deep, and into the end zone. Marquise Cooper catches it, but it will be a touchback. Now I say this, my I wouldn't say my, my comrades, unfortunately, I haven't gotten the opportunity to know the team very well this year, but uh, my... My mates, if you will, the folks that are representing the LaSalle cross-country team this year are headed out to Hershey tomorrow for a state championship bid. So they were looking forward to seeing how they did and did. And, you know, certainly their run so far has been great. They won the Philadelphia Catholic League with just 15 points. That's the minimum. And then they won the District 12 championship with just 15 points. That's also the minimum. So, and Evan Addison won the Carlisle Invitational. They have some phenomenal runners and another deep team for LaSalle. I hope they don't eat too many uh, Hershey bars before their race. <laughs> now here's the snap to Grasso. Grasso now evading pressure. Throws it over the middle. A hanging ball intercepted by Brennan Daly. Right, there's a flag on the play. Flag late on hit. the play, back at the 12-yard line. Tyler thinks late hit. That was a duck that was thrown from Grasso, but they may get bailed out. 
And that's exactly right. Tyler Kern on top of it. My spirit animal, animal number 54 with the late hit. Um, what are we? I am uh, <laughs> Stephen Match. You're going to have to learn his name. Yes. If he's going to be your spirit animal. Uh, yes, my spirit animal's name that I do not know. Uh, that's a would have kind of, I mean, I would like to say nail in the coffin there, but uh, I think 38-0 at the 830 needs no nail in said coffin. Running clock here, 825. Roman Catholic gets the first down on the penalty against Stephen Matchett. Late hit of the passer. 35-yard line on their own side of the field. Grasso tackled in the backfield. Danny Kitznetsov with a 10-yard sack. The edge could not be held by the right tackle, Tyler, and that time Grasso ran right into the sack. Again, my MVP of the game, the defensive front, still showing up with eight minutes left to play. They've been unstoppable today. They really have tonight. Unstoppable. Unstoppable, that's the word. That is the word. The word. Yeah, very little resistance. You're, you're very, it's very true, and unfortunately, this Roman Catholic offensive line just a little bit overmatched here this evening. Yeah. Second down and 20, they need the 45-yard line for a first. Two receivers to each side, a shotgun formation for Grasso. Quick throw to the outside, nice play there. They'll get 10 yards back as they wrestle out of bounds at the 35-yard line. A big shout-out to the LaSalle soccer team who won the District 12 championship last night by a score of 5-1. to one. Before that, a scintillating 1-0 game to beat Roman Catholic in the Catholic League championship for the second consecutive year. Head coach Tom McCaffrey's got a good thing going there. And another great year for the program. It's a huge win. Uh, what is their next step in the uh, playoffs? They'll just continue moving through the state tournament. We'll be following them every step of the way. And there's an interception! Sean Daly to the house. They went for the crossing pattern. Daly jumped the route and returned it 40 yards for the touchdown. Fantastic play by Daly there. Real heads up. He read that, uh, that pass from the start and uh, made Roman pay for it. He had a 44-0 game right now. And now Mike Gandalfo will come on for his first extra point opportunity of the night. So Daniel Karish went five for five on extra points and then hit the 38-yard field goal to make it 38-0. Mike Gandolfo will now come on to the game. You know, Bob, I don't think I've ever seen a kicker with number 96 before. Yeah? Yeah, that might, that might be a first, at least in my book. All right. Gandolfo up and good with the extra point. <laughs> Just an observation. That's fair. Yes, yeah, uh, that's fair. I thought our, our, our uh, listeners might uh, appreciate my observation out there. I'm sure they did. I hope they did more than I did. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta continue to have fun and entertain yourself on a night like this, don't you guys? I tell you, agreed. It's, it's a great uh, win for LaSalle, but you go, yeah. gotta keep the folks hanging around. That's it. Comments like that, Tyler. LaSalle's football team is definitely keeping the folks hanging around right now. It's uh, they, it's just sometimes you see teams get a major lead like this and they take their foot off the pedal, but LaSalle has 
done the opposite. Yep, uh, scored 10 points and have not allowed one in this second half with the running clock, which, again, it makes it difficult. You just don't have a lot of plays in a half like this where there's a running clock. 6.32 left on that running clock right now, 45 nothing LaSalle. It's also an exciting game for the younger guys because usually they'll get reps with these uh, higher-scoring games, and it's a good opportunity, especially in the you know, playoff opportunity as a young guy. It's, next year can be a very beneficial. You know, you kind of know what to expect a little more. And just good to get reps against, especially the first-team offense. Here's a short kick by Gandolfo, picked up by Marquise Cooper. Cooper heading east, trying to get to the edge, won't get there. Sean Daly, who just made the interception return, makes the play at the 17-yard line. Again, LaSalle has been dominant all three facets of the game. Special teams not excluded. Clock now runs under six minutes and 14 seconds. Everything's going great for LaSalle right here. It's really uh, fun to see as a student. Yeah, it's a good momentum leading into the next week, whether they play Father Judge or St. Joe, Joe's Prep. Uh, it'll be an exciting week, a lot of buildup, and uh, yep. looking forward to next week's game. Shotgun formation, six on the play clock. They bobble the snap. Grasso tries to make something of it. And put the knee on the ground five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Will go down as a sack, but that play broken from the start. The the play was already over, but uh, Grosso dodged like six tackles there. <laughs> Maybe not that much. It's pretty impressive. It, it looked like something from, right out of the Matrix. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, or the replacements. <laughs> Shane Falca. <laughs> I guess uh, his knee went down at some point when he was uh, trying to pick the ball up. That's true. Remember that run of the longest yard where the offensive linemen give up on the play? And he gets like 20 yards and a first down. It felt like I was watching that. And now another drop snap. Grasso comes up with it again. Grasso puts the knee down this time at the five. He slipped and fell. Will be another loss. I love that movie. That I'm saying the movie. Yeah, you like that? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's an original one as well. <laughs> you With, young uh, guys. Burt, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, that's right. Okay, there you go. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen a little couple pictures. I don't feel like I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, couple plus. You, you know Burt Reynolds is in the Adam Sandler one as well, right? Yeah, no, I know, I know that. No, sure. I know that. Just making sure. I got you. <laughs> hey, must be Burt Reynolds or something. <laughs> Anybody happy Gilmore? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> All right, we'll get back to the game then. Third down and 23. Four minutes, 10 seconds to play. Shotgun formation for Roman Catholic. They need the 28-yard line for a first down. In motion comes Cooper. Snap. Decent time, but now can't go downfield with it. Nowhere to go, so he takes off with it. Gets two, but that will be it. It'll be fourth down and long. Roman Catholic. See if they leave the offense on the field, or more likely they'll just punt it deep. And they'll get the special teams unit onto the field. 45 nothing the score, three minutes, 34 seconds to play in the fourth quarter. LaSalle on their way, presumably, to play St. Joseph's Prep next weekend in the District 12 championship on the Catholic League side. 
Decent punt. Up to get it. Nice play there with the fair catch. And down at the 36-yard line prevents what would have been a big-time hop. That's number 84, Rob Tatum. A great play by Tatum. They're coming up and uh, making the play there. Gavin LaSalle, great field position to potentially break that 50-point mark for this game. We'll see what offense they come out with. I see number 15, Jack Machida, the sophomore quarterback, out to run the offense here for the remainder of the game. Again, great opportunity to get him out there, get him into like a varsity setting to give him that experience that he will definitely need in years to come. Here's the shotgun snap. Handoff off the middle to Jalen DeVos. Gain of three in between the tackles. This will be a great next game, whoever um, Sal plays, whether it's Father Judge or St. Joseph's. Um, just coming off of this game, you know, it should be a great game. Yeah, so I could have uh, potential to get some vengeance against one of their three losses this year against St. Joe's Prep. Could be That's a diff- right. Mm-hmm. Could be a different game from what we saw uh, two weeks ago. Here's the handoff to Jalen DeVos. Hit at the line of scrimmage. Keeps moving forward. Close to a first down. He'll be two yards short. Guys, we do have an update at least at the half for St. Joseph's Prep. They lead 27-0 over Father Judge, so it would appear a collision course between LaSalle and St. Joseph's Prep next weekend at Northeast High School. That's exciting, Bob. Uh, My whole time at LaSalle, St. Joseph's Prep was the team to beat. Uh, You never met the guys, but for some reason you were almost like trained to hate them. (laughs) But in a healthy and respectful way. In a healthy way, a respectful way, of course. Jalen DeVoe's big carry up the middle. That's a gain of six and a first. Actually, might have been out more like eight or nine after he continues to rumble forward for two more yards. Hate is a strong word. Um, dislike? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, exactly, it should be a really exciting game, especially at Northeast. All those playoff games are usually nail biters, uh, especially uh, inter-Catholic League 6A. Kind of. I personally think it should be for the PCL, but I think that's already decided. That's already decided. St. Joseph's Prep won the PCL when they defeated LaSalle in the penultimate week of the regular season. That's that's an interesting uh, switch-up they did. Uh, Yeah, it's because of the six divisions. They're not going to have six champions, but you do have to start the playoffs right after the regular season. So they went to two divisions instead of six Catholic League champions, which I think makes sense. But the only way to do it in today's day and age is to have a regular season champion. So there are eight teams competing for one, or is it just within LaSalle, uh, Roman, Judge? No, Wood's in there, Carroll, Ryan, etc. So Machida has now kneeled twice, down to 36 seconds, and that should do it. They won't start the play clock again. And now with 37 or 30 seconds to play, LaSalle lining up as is Roman Catholic. LaSalle, a 45-0 winner here at home in the semifinals of the District 12 Catholic League side. It'll be LaSalle against St. Joseph's Prep, as we mentioned, next time around. Christian, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this game? What are your takeaways, good and bad? The good is, I guess, how LaSalle played offensively. You know, they got the ball moving, they got the running game going, which is what they struggled with last weekend, last game against Archbishop Wood. They'll come out with against St. Joseph's, probably hitting hard with the running game if St. Joseph's allows it. 
Uh, I love the defense. I love the defensive line. Um, you know, the cornerbacks played well against the throw, against the passes. Uh, you know, I'm going to love to see the game next week against St. Joseph's and LaSalle. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I think it will be a great game considering the win and the momentum coming from this game. Tyler, your thoughts, takeaways. Well, uh, first off, I think the uh, biggest thing that I'd be looking forward to is the quarterback situation. We don't know uh, the extent of Selecki's injury. Isaiah Jones looked good tonight. Uh, obviously, he almost looked more like a Wildcat quarterback. Uh, ran hard and made some amazing plays. Um, really important next week uh, to establish that run game as well, which they failed to do against Wood last week. And um, if that defensive front shows up like they did this week, it uh, should be a very good football game. It's a LaSalle team that had a 7-0 lead and nearly a 14-0 lead. An interception in the end zone in the second quarter. Got St. Joe's Prep back into that game. Interested to see how that go. And I'll finish my commentary after the alma mater. LaSalle, a winner, 45-0 over Roman Catholic. On to St. Joseph's Prep next week in the championship on the District 12 Catholic League side. As I mentioned, listen, it's very important to start quick against St. Joseph's Prep. LaSalle had the fortune of doing that last uh, last two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And, uh, you know, if you get behind, it's really going to be tough to come back. They almost had that 14-0 lead. A little bit of confidence to build on in what was a 14-point loss, but truly could have been a different game. Tyler, your point is very well taken about the quarterback situation. I'll figure that out at practice this week. We'll be in the dark, I'm certain, until next weekend when they unveil that starting lineup. But LaSalle's got a lot of good things going for them here. And again, 48 minutes. It's a 48-minute game. Anything can happen. A strong offensive and defensive line. That's been the key both in 2006 and in 2015 when LaSalle shocked St. Joseph's Prep when the Hawks teams were significantly favored both of those years. I see some of those same similarities. and It's about that offense delivering and scoring enough points to beat a very high-powered Hawks team. Personally, I like being considered the underdog. People doubt you and, uh, you know, come out and might surprise some people. Christian, give us a final thought before we get out of here. No, I just will say, yeah, you know, I love when, they, when they, you're, the team that's doubted is proven wrong by the spectators or whatever. No, I'm just I'm going to stick to what I was saying. I'm very excited to see this next game. Uh, coming off a great win like this, it's going to be great to go into. And, um, you know, the offense, defense, both played great. They played great all four quarters, which is what they're going to need to do going into St. Joseph's Prep. And if they do that and, and they do and they remain what they have done today, they're going to win. And I feel it. There you go. That's the prediction a, from Class of 2020. Yes, yes. Our student on the air tonight, Christian James. So good to have you. Yes, thank you very much. Absolutely. Tyler, great job as always, my friend. Thank really you, enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming to enjoy this. Good. I do this a lot. Thank Good. you for having me. Great to have a 2012 
former football player, 2012 graduate from LaSalle. For those guys, I'm Bob Long saying so long from Plymouth White Marsh High School. Once again, LaSalle, a winner, 45 to nothing. We'll be back with you next week for the LaSalle versus St. Joseph's Prep Championship game, and we look forward to having you there. And so good to get back to our roots. Radio once again. We'll see you next weekend. <laughs>